Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting all about the Ayurvedic approach to moving your body daily. All right, so today um, we are on our last week of moving our bodies, and that is what our um, theme was for August. And so we're kind of deep diving here. And I'm super excited to chat all about the Ayurvedic approach to this. So we're going to talk about it from the dosha side of things. So before we even dive into that, the number one thing that I think that we need to do when we're thinking about moving our bodies is asking ourselves why. Why do we want to do that? I think that we often overlook this. And I was recently listening to one of Jay Shetty's podcasts and one of his guests was on and had said, you need to ask yourself why. Um, two to three times. So the first why is never your real why. And you have to ask yourself again, why do you want to do this? So asking yourself right now, why do you want to move your body? And then ask it again. Well, why? Well, why? Until we get to that deep seated why. Now, this is just in a couple examples. Um, One person um, might say, you know, my father, it's, he's hunched over and he's rounded his spine and he just can't move his body as well anymore. And I don't want to be like that. So I'm going to start being more mobile and making um, sure that I can get myself to the healthiest place that I can be. Someone else could say, I have seen, you know, my family members or loved ones struggle as they're aging. And I don't want to go through that if possible. And if movement is a way for me to prevent that, um, I choose movement. Um, Those are two legit things that I've seen across the board and from working with a lot of you know, a lot of different ages from eight year olds to 94 year olds. And so that's where you can really tell the difference between the ones who've stayed moving all their lives and the ones who haven't. And so that can be a really motivating factor for you um, just to get moving. And there's no wrong way to move. So that's the other thing that I want you guys to take away from is there's no wrong or bad way to move your body. It's just whatever you're feeling called to do. So in Ayurveda, we have three doshas, your Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. Now with those, they have varying moves or qualities um, within them. And those are called gunas. So there's 20 gunas. And I'm not going to go deep into the gunas right now because that's a whole nother topic. But those are like qualities in your body. So think of like dry or rough, dense, liquid, hard, soft. All of those are qualities and they are associated within, a, within one of the doshas, one or more of the doshas. And those are really what we have going on when we're saying that I need to work out for a specific dosha. It's most likely you have some of those qualities, those gunas starting to show up and we want to find our balance. So I'm going to tell you some different characteristics of each of the doshas and then how to move for that dosha. So within this, um, you know, you might be a pitta dosha naturally, but you could be out of balance in vata because right now we're moving into that vata time of year. Um, usually is that fall transition and it's been a little bit cooler here, which has been, I'm not complaining because I actually really enjoy the seventies. Um, and that temperature wise, and that just feels really nice and refreshing, just like a breath of fresh air for this pitta, pitta person that I am. So that vata energy is starting to come in. So with that, here's some characteristics of the vata dosha they're connected to the air and space. So that's kind of the vata in general. Um, Air and ether are the elements of vata dosha. Dry skin is common of vata. Always cold. Um, Think really fast. So they're just a fast mover. Uh, Unpredictable movements and thoughts. They tend to have a smaller body frame. Scattered thoughts. Bitter taste is their go-to. They fatigue easily. They tend to be constipated or towards constipation feel anxious, feel restless, worry too much, um, and then also love music. So there are some um, positive and maybe some not so positive qualities that were all kind of thrown in there. So out of balance, the not so positive are the ones when you're out of balance in that dosha. 
So that's the vata dosha, that vata energy. Now for pitta, pitta is aligned with the fire element as well as the water element. And they tend to run warm. They're competitive personality. They're determined. They tend to have a medium body frame. Sour taste is their go-to. They don't tolerate hot weather very well. They have a good combination skin texture and tone. They're critical or demanding. They're perfectionist, often frustrated or angry when out of balance, impatient, and they might be having more premature hair graying or thinning. And then finally, the kapha dosha characteristics. They're a combination of earth and water. So that's the elements associated with kapha. And they move more slowly. They're graceful, very loyal and stable. And they takes motivation to get them going. But once they're going, they're going. So they tend to have a larger body frame. They're sweet and salty taste, oily skin, slow digestions. They might oversleep and often feel complacent or dull. So we have all of those characteristics and you might be saying, wow, I have a little bit from each of those. And that is true. We do. We have all three doshas in us. And so whichever one you have more of, that's typically the dosha that you're in or that you have. So we have Prakriti and Vikriti. Prakriti is what you were born with. Vikriti is what's going on right now. So you might be saying, wow, I'm a pizza, I think by Prakriti, um, meaning for the most of my life, I've had X, Y, Z qualities. But right now I have a lot of Vata imbalances going on. Um, and that's just an example of a common one that I see a ton with my clients um, is that Pitta, maybe Prakriti. So they're born a Pitta, but they have a lot of Vikriti imbalances going on with a Vata. So that's where we kind of help treat and address that. So that is something that you could have or see going on in yourself. So when we're thinking about working out, how can we address this? So for a Vata dosha, so those are that scattered, that anxious energy, or if you're just a Vata dosha in general and you're feeling pretty imbalanced or pretty balanced, um, this is going to be the workouts that you would, I would suggest for you. So for the Vata, um, you are going to prefer something a slower pace to help relieve anxiety and scattered thoughts. That is also going to not excite a Vata. So a true Vata is going to want to go. They're not going to want to slow down, but they need to. Um, they are going to want something that's fast and upbeat, but that's going to offset the balance and they really need routines. And so that's going to offset all of that. If they want something fast, upbeat, and always changing. They need routines to their workout. So making sure that they have a routine in place and that will help keep them, um, keep the anxiety level down as well as keep them on a schedule. Cause vatas tend to be the ones who might get a little erratic and then forget to do, um, you know, they might not forget to work out or, you know, maybe one day it's really early in the morning and the next day it's in the evening and then it's in the middle of the day and it really throws off that vata dosha. Um, regular meditation is key for vatas. And I would say this, I wouldn't say this as, much now as I would have um, when I wrote this a few years ago, after what I'm learning from my Ayurveda school and the feminine form of Ayurveda. Not necessarily true. So if you're a vata who's really feeling scattered and anxious, sitting for meditation might really be um, something that sounds awful. Don't do that. <laughs> so I would say that is not going to be for you. So if your first thought is, oh my gosh, I think more stuff is going to come up, that is not a med meditation would not be for you. But you might be someone who is a pitta by um, Prakriti, so you were born that Pitta Dosha, but you just might be a little out of balance in your Vata, that might be a little bit um, easier for you to digest and to sit for meditation, if that makes sense. Um, and then early morning is ideal time for those Vata or any Dosha workout is a little bit earlier in the day. Now for types of workouts like a yin, restorative, slow flow classes, um, and again, the yin and restorative, it depends on what's going on. So 
might not want to do that if you are feeling super anxious again, because that yin and the restorative might make you really want to run or a slow flow, like a hatha that might be a little bit easier to digest. So you're moving and you're able to calm the mind down as well. Long walks really help. And then lifting weights, I would suggest high reps and low weight. So the higher reps, again, they really do well with that Vata and grounding the Vata is repetition. And so those higher reps, lower weight, or like circular motions, um, isometric holds, all of that helps with that Vata dosha. And usually when I'm working on that Vata, I'm also working on stabilizing the pelvis and using abdominal strength. Um, those are two areas that tend to get weak when that vata is really out of balance. So stabilizing pelvis. So think like bridge exercises or um, quadrupeded exercises, which just basically means you're on all fours with maybe your knees hovering above the ground. I call those bear crawl holds. That's also a great moves and holds like that to help bring in that um, pelvis stabilizing as well as that core strength all in one move. So that's a little bit about that vata dosha. Now moving on to the pitta. Characteristics of a pitta workout. So limit competitiveness when you're feeling out of balance because a pitta is going to love sports. They are going to love playing basketball, tennis, um, racquetball, like they're competitive. So they like to compete with people. Um, and again, you might not be like, like, oh gosh, I'm a pitta, but I don't know if I'm competitive. You're not going to have all of the qualities. So you're going to have most of them, but not all. So just remember that. Um, a medium paced workout to more intense paced. Again, I've been playing with this personally and I'm a pizza and I like to go hard. I can stay in balance with a more intense workout. So I would say if you're feeling a little out of balance in pizza and you've went too hard, that's when you need to slow down a little bit. But if you're in balance and you're a pizza, I, I have not personally seen, and I've done this with some um, experiments with clients, I have not seen that being an issue. So I would not say that a hardcore workout is really going to throw you off. Um, uncomplicated movements. So this I actually have seen. And by that means I like, I call myself because I do short workouts. I do short, intense workouts, 20 to 30 minutes with most of my clients. I put in two to three moves in one exercise. So you might be doing a side lunge to a shoulder press and a hop. That's just three moves thrown into one exercise. So that's a complicated move. That's got three moves all in one. Now for a pitta, they, they're going to like it if that is their natural state, like if you're a more coordinated agility and if sports were your thing. If you're a pitta and sports weren't your thing and um, a complicated move is thrown in there, what tends to happen is the pitta, we will overthink it. We're like, oh my gosh, this isn't perfect. This looks horrible. Everyone's judging me when really no one is judging. No one's even looking at you, but you're overthinking um, the movement. You're too much in your head and not into your body. And I find that to happen quite a bit with that pitta dosha. So just trying to um, relax out of that. I still make my pitta doshas who are like that do the move um, depending on. So some I know completely throw in the towel and get frustrated, depending if it's a group class versus one-on-one. A one-on-one, we're going to work through that. A group class, I'm not always going to push through because it's a different environment when there's a group involved. But when there is just one-on-one, you're really trying to work through kind of that frustration and just really letting things out. So that also helps with that pitta because remember that pitta is that fire, that frustration is showing up when you're a little out of balance. Um, a creative workout. So that kind of helps get things moving as well with the pitta. So doing something fun, like they actually do enjoy like a fun competitive game or just something outside the box because they tend to be in the box um, people most of their time. So then when they get to do something fun, that, that's really exciting. Um, and then as far as workouts like the vinyasa, yin, hatha, javamukti, those are all great ones um, for that pitta dosha. Walks outside again, and then as far as strength training, 10 to 12 reps is great. 
um, and then sports to fuel the competitive side. So if you're someone who's trying to bring in some more pitta, I would say try a sports class or try a more intense competitive um, workout class. So that would be kind of something that help increase that pitta energy. Now, as far as the kapha dosha, the kapha dosha characteristics of a kapha workout, faster paced workouts are ideal. Multi-body part movements. So that, that side lunge shoulder press with that hop would be great for a kapha. And they are most likely not going to want to do it, but once they're doing it, they're good. Like they're rolling. So if they showed up to class, kaphas are often running. Um, that's just getting there is the toughest part for that kapha. So the group environment and creative workouts really are great for that kapha. And then like a vigorous pace, they say, but again, if you're out of balance, this isn't necessarily true. And I think I'm going to address this at the end, just because I've seen this, um, from being in the fitness industry for so long. Um, limit Shavasana, they say in a yoga class, cause kaphas, um, that's their natural state. Again, I'm going to address this in a second. Um, as far as workouts, like a more faster paced, um, yoga class. So Ashtanga, Vinyasa, power yoga, brisk walks. Um, heavy to medium weights, eight to 12 reps, group fitness classes, and dancing. So in the end, Ayurveda is really about knowing yourself and knowing what your body needs. With that being said, those are just guidelines. And those aren't what's best all the time. And even like for me, I've gotten good at this because I practiced this for so long. And I really work on teaching this to the people that I work with. But I've had people who... Um, are the pitta dosha and they are just go, go, go at all times, at all hours, at all days. Doing a hardcore pitta workout is actually doing them a disservice. And what I mean by that is pushing them to go harder, faster when they're already going so hard and so fast in their lives. And this could be you. Um, that's actually doing yourself a disservice because you're really, I mean, working out is a stress on the body. So you're taxing your body out completely. And I've had people work through adrenal fatigue and I'm like, I can't give you that hardcore workout, even though that's what they really want and crave. So that's where it gets a little dicey with trying to um, pacify that pitta dosha and just come back into balance where you can't be doing those hardcore things, but that's what you love. And I know it's so hard because that's where, I mean, I've been there. I've, I know that's hard to you know, pull in the reins on yourself and say, gosh, I can't do this. I can't do what usually makes me feel like me. But that is how you kind of um, can really find that balance within finding the workout and movements built for you. And to practice that, usually I tell people the more that you practice and you listen to that voice and the more that you practice and listen to the suggestions I'm saying even, um, that is going to help you, A, you might not be sick for as long, um, B, we have to heal that root thing. So whatever's going on. So if it's that adrenal fatigue, which again, it's not adrenal fatigue, there is some um, skepticism if that's an actual thing or not. So, you know, do your research there. I won't say yay or nay because I've only done, I guess I've heard from both sides and I don't have, I have not enough um, information to form an opinion, but I believe adrenal fatigue from the stuff that I have, I'm leaning more towards it not being a thing, but you can feel so exhausted and so fatigued, like true fatigue is a thing. Um, so what can happen there is you need to rest. You just might need to not do any workouts besides a walk and maybe some light stretching. And that can be hard to do, but that is, um, that is suggested to kind of help heal yourself. Now, once you're healed, you can get back into your workouts. Now on the flip side, if you're more of the, um, you know, kapha who doesn't necessarily like to get going and moving, 
uh, that you need to get going and moving. So that one is a little bit different where you need a little spunk. You need a little push like, Hey, let's get going. Let's get moving. And then once you're moving again, everything's great. We've all had those days where you're like, okay, I'm just going to go to the gym, start for 10 minutes. And typically we're all like, great. I feel good after 10 minutes. And if you don't after 10 minutes and you want to quit, quit. Cause that means you're probably exhausted and tired and you need a little bit of a break. So that's also how you can kind of find that balance. And the more that you listen to your body and the more that you listen to these little subtle things, the more you're going to learn to trust yourself. And that intuition really comes through, through movement. Cause a lot of people will say they get their best ideas, you know, with a workout It's because we're getting our energy. We're getting things flowing. Like there's reason to that. You know, all of a sudden I'm like, great idea. And it was like after, you know, doing some sprints and it just got stuff moving, some stuck energy in my body. It just shifted. And that was it. Same thing with the emotion. I was just talking about this with the physician um, who was a client of mine. And we were, sh- we were just sharing some stories. And I said, oh, I've had almost every client cry in front of me. And they don't always say they're having a bad day, but what tends to happen when we work out is we move emotions, we move things. And um, I didn't know how he was going to see my emotional, energetic, and physical body all connected. And he totally agreed with me. He was like, oh, I've seen it so many times. You know, he's retired now. And he was just saying, I, it, it all is connected. And the more that we can kind of get in tune with that, he's like, the better health that we are. And so it was really cool to have that conversation with him and just to know that this is something that is it is real. And it is something that we all have that connection to ourselves. It's just slowing down and tuning in so we can find that awareness on a daily basis. So that's what I have for you this week. Um, my weekly challenge is how can you work out according to your dosha in need this week? So maybe not what's going on, you know, maybe you're a pitta, maybe not doing pitta. If you are feeling exhausted, maybe you just need a little bit of a break. So honor what's showing up for you this week. And I look forward to chatting with you on Saturday, go out there and spread your peaceful power.